Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. This is Grilling at the Green After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. All right. Welcome to After Hours, everybody. I wanted to tell you again real quick about the Refit Charity Golf Tournament coming up June 20th at Columbia Edgewater. She's got a 130 shotgun start. There's dinner and awards. You'll have a chance to uh, actually um, buy some tickets to perhaps win a birdie ball putting green for that thing. There, there you go. Uh, all you have to do is go to refitportland.org and uh, Dave Hallen, who's the tr- tournament chair. I've been working with him. Great guy. Uh, and Lori, who runs the, the whole outfit. Great people there great benefit so check out refit charity tournament in portland john breaker is with us today now i can throw away my script because this is after hours and we can talk and say anything we want that's this is the part of the show this this part of my show this show and my other show john actually get just as many listens as the regular parts of the show it's true it's true Oh, and by the way, Barbecue Nation made the top 50 in podcasts from hot podcast list last week. So, all right. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Now we're going to get this show in the top 50 and then we'll be good. We'll be good. When when you're sitting in the command module like you are uh, at a company like Birdie Ball and you you go through the changes, we talked about it in the regular show with the economic changes and course we went off a little bit about the economy and petroleum products and that and as two people who make their living doing what we do i think that's important but when when you sit in that command module how this is going to sound like a very open-ended freshman type question how do you make your decisions how do you try to take all this information i mean we're all on information overload now because of this you know the world we live in but how do you take that distill it down and make a proper decision for a company like birdie ball you know it's ever changing and all of the components that go into the decision are always changing and and i don't want to make it sound like it's a rubik's cube but it's sort of like a rubik's cube because you know, particularly from my seat, um, you know, I'd like to pretend that I'm going to be young forever. And I know I can speak for you, you know, you know, at our age, and I think we're in a a similar age. We're the same age. (laughs) So, so, so life doesn't look any different looking out of my eyes. Okay. So that everything around me looks the same as it looked when I was 18 years old. The difference is that, you know, the people looking back into my eyes, you know, <laughs> it's okay. There are a lot of things have changed here. Okay. Um, you know, and, 
you know, and, uh, you know, physically uh, you get tired and you don't want to admit it. Uh, you know, and I just came to the point here recently where I had to admit that I'm getting tired and that I have competent, you know, people in place and that I need right. to help. So, and, uh, you know, but making those changes. So, you know, who do you have in your organization that's competent? Who can you trust? You know, what is the market doing? What are the components? Um, you know, uh, one of the beautiful parts of where I, I think we're in the golden age. Okay. I, I think as crazy as all these bad things that we just said, you know, in terms of our economy, you know, we, this could be fixed so easily. I mean, you know, one of the things you know, we may have talked about in the past, I used to be in the oil and gas industry and right. I used to own a business on the North Slope of Alaska. And I understand how petroleum works and I understand how, how fast we can fix this. And I know, you know, heretofore, we've been able to get 2 million barrels a day out of Prudhoe. You know, this is, you know, the, the, the greatest super giant oil field in the world is, is, is called the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge. Why, we, why it's at the Alaska National Wildlife Refuge, you know, why we even call it that, you know, okay, it, it's, it's a refuge, but, you know, you can, you can drill strategically, never disturb anything. You know, the caribou go warm themselves under the oil, all the flow lines that are working at Prudhoe Bay. It, 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 it grows life. It doesn't reduce life. And uh, uh, at any rate, you, you, know, you know, we could take the 2 million and make it into 4 million barrels a day. They've found ways to, it, to put liquefied natural gas into the pipeline to move it faster. You know, you know, the, the, you know the other pipelines, you know, we don't even need to worry about that. They can, they, can, they can make everything we need out of one little place in the universe. We already have a pipeline. And, and it, it could be solved. So, you know, we're going to solve it again. I mean, we're going to, at some point, we're going to fix it again. We're going to get back to the golden age, um, you know, where you can be anything you want to be. And it's the, 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 you know, the reason is because of what we're doing here, because this, this, this thing, you know, that has changed in terms of our ability to communicate and, and do commerce is such a phenomenal thing that if you are better, faster, stronger, you will rise to the top. You can't help but avoid rising to the top, and you can stay there and and fight the good fight. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, you can go get customers. You can make customers happy. Um, you know, and you can start small and get big. Uh, you know, I just believe entrepreneurship is at the all time uh, precipice because yeah. hurdles the hurdles have all been reduced. You know, you can you can you can compete with Elon Musk at in electric vehicles tomorrow if you really think you got an electric vehicle as good as Elon Musk. Now, there's the problem, right? So, but if you are better, faster, stronger with your products, your concepts, your ideas, you can get them toe-to-toe with Elon Musk. Now you might not be able to stay there very long. You better have a good idea, but the, the market will reward you. Uh you know, you get instant customer feedback, you get instant ratings, you get, inst- you know, you want to be number one uh, in a search on Google, all you got to do is pay for it. You know, that's all. And I, I have a fundamental philosophy about, you know, paying for Google search. Right. You know, I know that most people, you know, get into the business and they think, well, I got to be organically the number one. So, I mean, it's going to take me a long time after the, the best website with the best keywords and, you know, or nobody's going to find me. Well, no, no. Truth is, if you are one of the best in your category, pay to dominate that keyword, 
putting greens, indoor putting greens, outdoor putting greens, putting mat, hay to dominate that word. And, you know, organic will come. But, you know, if you, if you can't afford to pay to be number one, two, or three in any category on a Google search, you don't deserve to be, you don't deserve to be one, two, or three. Right. You know, and so, but, but if you really can break the paradigm, you know, if somebody breaks the paradigm and wants to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with me on putting greens on Google, you could do that tomorrow as a startup. And, 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 and you know, this is true in every category, whether it's, you know, women's handbags or, or pet food or, you know, anything you want to do. You can get there. That's why I think it's the golden age. The, the, the barriers to entry, you know, are gone. You don't have to buy you know, you don't have to buy uh, national television. You can drill. I can hit you in the forehead this afternoon. If you are a golfer, it's 65 years old with an income over $100,000 and you like to practice, I could hit you right in the forehead with a birdie ball ad right now. Right. So, so I just think that we've really cut to the chase. I think that is, it is the golden era for that reason. I think that the products can be, you know, they don't even you don't need a distributor don't you don't need a store straight from the factory straight to the customer you know overnight and you know and that's what we're doing and i just think that that's that's there for so many products and so you know um i just think that you know again we fix this denial that we're in the petroleum based economy fix the denial of that get that fixed let's let's get going again let's understand we got to slow down you know, the global warming, and you can do that a myriad of different ways, including, you know, CO2 scrubbing. There are a lot of ways to solve this, right? And, and uh, you know, um, you know, and so you, there's even all sorts of new technology in nuclear where it's, you know, quote unquote, safe nuclear. We're going to get there. We're going to solve this. You know, we're going to turn down the, you know, the thermostat and we're going to, we're going to solve it. And, and then the golden age is right here. I mean, it's just coming like a, just a, a herd of turtles. Well, I think, uh, and I might not say this right, John, but when you look at the, the climate change crew, I mean, this stuff goes back to when you and I were in high school and Ralph Nader and all that stuff. Okay. Remember him? And, and we had a thing called um, Osberg out here, Oregon student public interest research group. And I remember when I came home one day and I said, dad, I think I'm going <laughs> to join Osberg. He just had a fit. Um, well, we're all, we're, we're all, you know, bent that direction. I mean, I, you know, I went to the University of Colorado and, and I, you know, my, my, you know, I'm all, I'm all about it, you know, doing it right. Right. I, I just know that you can't, you can't just turn the spigot from hot to cold that you've got to turn it to warm to get the thing to work right. And, uh, you know, let's get it done, but, you know, let's do it prudently and, and let's, you know, still be able to enjoy our air conditioning and our color TV and, Let's let let's let's embark on that journey to the solving this, uh, you know, and, and again, I mean, we're, I, I don't want to just dwell on that. But your, your question was, you know, how do you how do you make those decisions? And, you know, when you have a 50 percent price increase in your raw material, you know, we have some announcements coming. We we we're going to start doing a little more service based stuff, Jeff. Um, 
And, uh, and I can't, I can't really let it all out of the bag. Cause my daughter made me promise that I wouldn't. Cause I said, Hey, can I tell Jeff that? And she said, Oh, you cannot tell Jeff that I said, okay, won't tell Jeff that. Uh, but, um, you know, you, you can uh, tell me off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I will tell you off the air for sure. Um, but, uh, we're going to get into more service-based stuff, uh, just because it, as a, yeah, I got to wait, I got to let the temperature cool on on the cost of goods sold our costs are just going up so fast so furiously that we're gonna have to pivot and uh you know and 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 and, and slow that down uh, you know i fully expect you know we're gonna fix this problem and then we'll be back to full bore but you know right now i gotta turn this not i gotta turn the nozzles down a little bit on on uh, on that yeah absolutely no it, it only makes sense and one of the things that you see and you hear is uh the people that are purporting those things as far as all the change in this thing and they say we can't go back to that now wait a minute we're we're not talking about completely going back to a 1970s lifestyle that's not what we're talking about we're talking about taking the technologies some of which you just explained utilizing those and having the the economic and the, the lifestyle stuff still there for us, but with doing it safer, better, more efficient, less pollution, all that stuff. You know, we have more trees. Oregon's always oh, Colorado, too, but Oregon especially is, you know, they think we're this big state full of trees. Well, in essence, we're not. We've got about a 110 mile wide path from the coast to the cascade mountains that's where the trees are folks um yes there's trees in eastern central and eastern oregon but they're not massive forests like we have here and this this if you will this valley runs all the way from pretty much southern oregon clear up into canada but we have more trees here because of the what we call reprods planting them after fires or harvesting than we've ever had before ever there, even nature, we you know, and and but we've got. I can't give you a number because it's an outlandish number. I don't know what it is, but I did see a report the other day that said we have more trees. That's good stewardship, as far as we know at this point. But you know, um, by not doing that, yeah, we were depleting the resource. The resource has been replenished. But yet we're still not allowed. There's so many restrictions and stuff on logging out here. Now, it's it's crazy. That in turn flips over to what you're talking about. Here's an Econ 101 lesson, folks. That goes into other industries. It even affects what John is doing. But housing and building and markets, the pulp for your printer paper, everything of that comes out of where we live here. And yet we've got more resources now than we ever had, and yet we can't use them. So that's, see, that's to me, it's just back asswards and dumb. So, yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. Okay, so what can you tell us about that's coming up with Birdie Ball? Well, uh, you know, you've got a Birdie Ball outdoor putting green, and, uh, and one of the issues with the Birdie Ball outdoor putting green is that you know, the, the depth of the cup is only a half an inch. And right. So, you know, it's, it's a challenge. If you don't build a platform under it to give you the depth to make the ball fall in the hole. So this, that's our, that's our standard uh, depth cup. So that's, that's our, uh, that's the cup you've got in your outdoor green. Right. And we, we now are going to give you that cup. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So that's a, 
that's a one that's a one inch cup you know versus a, a half inch cup and we're going to give you a sub base uh, that is going to be permanently affixed to the bottom of your putting green that will allow you to give that depth and then some contouring in the shim but the catch is that you can still roll it up and put it in a box and so We've been working, you know, to try to figure that out and and how to make it right and uh, have have it work. And so, um, yeah. So so anyway, I, I I so we talked about it pre-show, but I'm going to send you the sub base, and I'm going to send you some cups, and I'm going to send you the hole cutter, and, and cool and assembly instructions. And yes, for those of you that have an outdoor putting green, we will have a retrofit kit so that you can put the you know deeper holes in your outdoor putting green and. Uh, It'll make it, you know, it, you know, it makes it, it more enjoyable um, and you'll be able to put a contour in it. And it, it's going to, you know, it's a game changer in that, you know, I don't know of a portable platform putting green that you can roll up that gives you a one inch depth, you know, fall in the hole. So, uh, so that's coming. That's actually going to be really handy, especially if you're playing for beers with your buddy on a oh, yeah. Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. But if your ball doesn't stay yeah. in the cup yeah. and you knock yeah. it out, it doesn't count. Now it'll count. See, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So now it'll it'll be a little different deal for you. So that's an improvement. And uh, you know, we have some. Yeah. Uh, you know, let me let me turn around and, and maybe lift this up in the air. This is uh, this is coming. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Okay. So what that is is throw it on the floor, make your carpet into a you know a seven hole uh, targeting system. So. Uh, oh, cool. That'll, you know, it's got a little uh, uh, leading edge that's flat and lays flat on the carpet, and and you can come at it from a variety of different angles. Uh, but it'll be very cost effective. That's going to be a, uh, you know, that's kind of an Amazon product. We're, you know, we don't sell our putting greens on Amazon right now, um, uh, but uh, we will probably put that uh, product on Amazon. That'll probably be like a sixty nine dollar product. Something oh, like very that. cool. Yeah, very so cool. On the, car on the carpet, turn your turn your uh, you know back yeah, your your living room into a cutting target. Yeah, I'll just do it in my office here. Yeah, so anyway, I'll send you one. Seriously, yeah, I, that's yeah. prototype. Uh, I'll I'll make I'll I'm, in fact I need your feedback so badly that yeah, just, you know I may even throw that prototype in a box and send it to you. Okay. <laughs> I had it at the Denver Golf Expo, and uh, everybody that walked by was like, "What? Wait, God, I love that." You know. So anyway, that. Uh, that's common. Um, were those those black uh, dividers there? Were those out of the same um, same material as you put on your on the bumpers? Your, on the bumpers? Yes, and and the reason those are there, and they're not so much for dividing, but you need something to make it heavy, right? So right. It, it, so that you know the ball, so that the surface stays flat on 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 the carpet and uh, and uh, provides. Uh, the resistance to the, you know, to the it moving when the ball hits. Sure. Sure. So, you know, that's, that's a, it's really more weighting, but it does, you know, create a, you know, a compartmentalization of the targeting system. So you, you, you might not be able to get to every cup from every position, but you can get to all of them. So I have a question for you and it just came to me and maybe you offer this. It shows my lack of paying attention. If you do, do you ever, um, what do I what do I want to say? Customize a birdie ball with somebody's name on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is our one of the takeaways from our planning meeting was we get so many questions. You know, can I get my logo? Get my logo. Get my logo. Now we we do do it, and and we don't make it 
we don't make it easy for people to do it because it's sort of historically kind of been a pain for us to do it. Right. Uh, we, we use um, a, a sublimation technology, which is basically a, if you, a decal, if you will, that is, that is applied the ink is sub, is sublimated into mm-hmm. the wall, and then the decal comes off. Okay, so it's kind of a complicated little process, and it, we've never, you know, they're expensive. I guess is they're labor intensive, and so um, we, uh, you know, we we haven't made it easy for people to buy custom logo birdie balls. But you know, uh, yes, we do it, and we do it every day, and we have, you know, we're making custom birdie balls as we speak. But uh, we're going to move into a little different technology that's going to make it super easy for us to do it. And so you'll be able to upload your art and, uh, and it'll be just an option. If you want to buy your dozen birdie balls with your logo on it, you'll be able to do that. And that's oh, excellent. Yeah. And like I say, we do it now, but you know, they're a little pricey, um, you know, uh, at 144, they're in like the $4 and 50 cent range. Um, and people do it and they do it every day. And, you know, we sell tournaments all the time. But I want to get it. I want to get the price point down where it's a little more affordable. And sure, I want my name on it, or here's my corporate logo, and they can upload it. So that's coming. That'll be yeah. So that's an yeah. So thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, John, it's been great to chat with you today. As always, Um, you're one of my favorite guys out there to to jump on the microphone with. I love it. I love it. We. I don't know. There's something about uh, it's. It must be our age uh where how we grew up you know uh what we do but uh it's easy to talk to you Jeff. oh well, thank you very much john breaker from birdie ball it's birdieball.com if you want to check out their wares and order something john thank you for being with us we'll be back next week with another edition of after hours here on grilling at the green go out there have fun take care and go play some golf <laughs>